Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. This is such a fun day because I love having other podcasters on the pod with me. And today is no exception to have a wonderful duo, Miss Jill and Maddie from the Bachelor Degree Podcast. They are here with me, and we are going to chat all about Bachelor Nation, but also how they got started on this incredible podcast that they do. So welcome, girls, to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited. (laughs) Of course. And we are on one of my favorite apps, Clubhouse. It is so much fun to record on here because you can actually see when people are talking. We were able to connect on here and also Instagram, and I had the opportunity to guest on their pod just recently so please go check that out we're going to tell you where to find them and everything towards the end of the show but first I want to talk to you guys about how you got started and actually how you met how did you guys meet (laughs) oh my gosh it's a fun story (laughs) already so Maddie and I met um spring semester of our sophomore year in college we went to Ithaca College and we actually just graduated this past May so it's weird to say it but we're post-grads yeah (laughs) um so we met spring semester of sophomore year um and we studied abroad together and um it was five of us in a flat in London and um three of our friends lived in one room and then Maddie and I ended up rooming in the other room and we had never met before then and we sort of just bonded over our love of reality television and we became really close over that and we both realized we both love The Bachelor um so that's sort of how our friendship blossomed I don't know if there's anything else you want to add, but... What a great story. It definitely was kind of this, like, perfect match for us. Like Jill said, we had never met before, and I was going to London with three of my really good friends, and so we were looking for someone else to, to room with us, and so it kind of worked out perfectly that Jill was also looking for people to live with, and we kind of had a crazy time in London with the place that we lived in. Um, was definitely subpar, but it was in a perfect location in London, so we kind of took the not-so-great apartment and made the most of it and we just had such a wonderful time we traveled all over Europe together so yeah like Jill said we definitely bonded and when you're living in a extremely small flat with five girls you get very close very quickly so uh, we learned so much about each other and uh, it was awesome like she said to just be able to bond over our love for The Bachelor and reality television in general Um, so yeah that's kind of how we became fast friends. Oh my gosh, that is the best story. I have to ask both of you, were you able to navigate the tubes right away or did it take a while? <laughs> oh my gosh, the tubes became our best friends. Like, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I live um, like 30 minutes away from New York City, so I've been in the subway and every time I go back to New York City, I miss like the London tube system so much. It's so easy. It's so much more clean. I honestly, like with, I could move there instantly. I miss it so much every day. Wow. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, the tube was so wonderful. And coming from a person who literally has no sense of direction, Jill knows she <laughs> had to lead me everywhere throughout all of our travels. She'd all, I'd always be like, Jill, where are we going? How are we getting there? But the tube was so simple to figure out. And I was just shocked at how easy it was because I thought I'm totally getting lost in London by myself but I never did and the, yeah the tube was amazing and actually funny story one time we were coming back from Paris and their kind of subway system is a lot different and not as nice and at least in my opinion and when we finally got back we were so happy to get on the tube and I'm like I never thought I'd be happy to get on a, on a train an underground train but we were so excited to get back on the tube <laughs> It was so true. So true. Oh my gosh. I do agree that it's easy to navigate. I was there on a layover. I used to be a flight attendant for United and I wanted to see Wicked on their version of Broadway. And I just remember like, okay, I've got an hour to make it there. Am I going to get lost? And I remember it was daytime when I jumped on the tube to go. And then of course, when the show was over, it was nighttime. And I literally did not think I would ever find my hotel again. And I can't believe even to this day... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I found my hotel after because every street looked the same and it was just so intimidating to me because I have no sense of direction either. So I was like patting myself on the back. I remember telling everybody on the plane the next day, like I didn't get lost in London. So I feel you on that. I totally feel you on that. Um, but what an amazing, amazing city. So do you think you'll possibly live there someday, Jill? Um, I mean, that would be amazing if I could go back and live there. It's definitely one of my favorite cities in the world. Like, it's just, it's so amazing. And, like, there's honestly so many different parts that I still, we still have yet to explore. So I'd love to, like, go back for a little reunion um, and, I don't know, visit some of the places we never got to go to because it's so amazing and I love it. I don't know how many times I can say that, but it's true. It's true. (laughs) You should. such a wonderful city we always say okay in five or ten years we're all gonna go back and and have a little reunion oh you guys really should that'd be really special well you may not be living in london but you're living in new york city which is i'd say a close second so i think you're doing pretty good there jill (laughs) oh i'm not living in the city at the moment but um i live 30 minutes away so it's close enough yeah exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and where are you living maddie so I actually just moved to the Syracuse area. Um, oh, so okay. I was obviously living in Ithaca for the four years. Um, and then I got a job here in Syracuse. So I just moved. Okay. So you guys are still pretty close to each other. Yes. Yep. We're not both too bad. Um, <laughs> not too far. Yeah. Now the Jill's back home. Um, we're a little bit farther, but yeah, not too, too bad. So you said you bonded over reality TV. Is that kind of in London is that kind of where bachelor degree podcast was born not so not really no um basically um at our school there's this club called passion project and within passion project you can do writing you can do photography videography and there was a section for podcasting and I always loved listening to bachelor podcasts and had like a dream of starting one on my own so junior year I was considering it but then I kind of got wrapped up in other activities and didn't really have the time and then senior year once the pandemic hit I was like you know what I really want to focus in on things that I love and not worry about 
things that I'm not as interested in. And I really wanted to start a podcast about The Bachelor. And I was like, who can be my co-host? And (laughs) um, Maddie was there and I asked her and she willingly said yes. Um, And so we started our podcast in September and then went on our own in October. So it hasn't been quite a year yet. Not quite a year yet, but we, like Jill said, it kind of was born out of the pandemic and Mm -hmm. realizing, wow, we have like all of this extra time and we both know that we love The Bachelor so much and are constantly talking about it. And I always knew it was a dream of Jill's to do it. So when she asked me, I was super excited that, you know, she came to me and, and wanted me to be a part of it. So I thought, yeah, why not? Let's do it. I mean, this is the perfect opportunity for us to do it when we're not as busy. We have the time and we're not really doing much else. So, yeah, let's sit, you know, and just talk about The Bachelor. I can completely relate. And you guys know that. Um, (laughs) Definitely. I think the pandemic was just such a wonderful time to, as you said, you know, really focus on what you love and kind of go after those dreams and those goals that you've set. And I love that you guys did that, especially at such a young age. And you guys had so much going on. I mean, I cannot imagine when I was a college kid, you know, being starting my own podcast. It's just incredible to me. I'm like in such awe that you guys have done this and you have had this incredible guest. So let's talk about that. Your first guest was also my first guest, Ben Higgins, who we both, well, all of us just absolutely adore. How did that happen? <laughs> it's so funny that we we both had the same guest. I absolutely just love that. Um, <laughs> but it honestly was all Jill. So I want her to be able to tell the story because Jill is an absolute warrior when it comes to reaching out to everyone and really getting people to want to be a part of our podcast and join us for an interview. So I will let Jill tell the story. Jill, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, basically, I was like, you know what, we can maybe make more of this and try and get some guests on from The Bachelor. And I decided to just go on Instagram one day and see if I could find some emails of people in Bachelor Nation. So I wrote down a ton of emails. We wrote like a format to send out to a bunch of people, Um, probably emailed like 40 different people from Bachelor Nation. And um, Ben Higgins was like the first one to respond. And you're so grateful for him and I think his assistant got back to me and we thought it was like fake because you know we had just started um Mm -hmm. in September and this was around November so we couldn't have been more ecstatic and it was just like a crazy thing that happened (laughs) that is so awesome I'm so glad that he was so receptive or she was so receptive on his behalf And obviously he was excited to do it, you know, because he told her to go ahead and respond. So how quickly after that did you guys get him on the pod? Like a few weeks after. Oh, that's awesome. So when you interviewed him, like, did you have a direction or you were just kind of like, let's get to know him better? Yeah, so I can kind of answer that. It was obviously so shocking for us to get him as as the person, you know, as our first interview. We were just so surprised. And like Jill said, we really thought that at first it was a prank. We're like, there's absolutely no way that Ben Higgins, out of all people, is coming on our little podcast. Like, it, it just didn't add up for us. And we were just so in awe when he popped up on the Zoom screen. We both just looked at each other and thought, oh, my gosh, this is real. Like, we thought that maybe he was, you know, just not going to make make it or, or ghost us or whatever so when he popped on we were so just shocked and so excited and I think 
in that moment, I mean, so so my background is in journalism. I have a degree in journalism. Um, so I'm very comfortable with interviewing people, and I've been doing that for years. And so we kind of thought, okay, let's just do it as a interview style and just ask him a bunch of questions. And so we kind of reached out to our listeners before um, we did the interview and said, hey, you know, we're, we're interviewing Ben Higgins. Write in any questions you have for him. And our listeners were so great and wrote in a ton of questions for us. So we kind of just formatted it as, hey, let's get to know him and get to know his journey of being on the show first and foremost, but also, you know, have a little segment of listener questions, um, which, yeah, so it kind of just ended up being a really great conversation and he couldn't have been nicer to us. That is awesome. I am not surprised in the least. He is one of the best humans I know. He's such a gem. He is so real and genuine and it is shocking like that he just kind of puts himself at everyone's level, right? He doesn't think of himself as, um, you know, being bigger than anyone. And I, I love his just humility and how generous he is and, you know, all the things that he does, his causes. He always just does whatever he does, he does it to help people. And it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I'm so glad you guys were able to connect with him and get that incredible interview. He's just so, you know, involved in so many different initiatives that are Mm -hmm. really just helping people. And so it was wonderful to kind of hear all of the organizations that he's a part of and the, and the things that he initiatives that he started. Um, so yeah, he just is seemed like such a wholesome guy. Oh yeah, definitely. Such a philanthropist and I just, I can't say enough good things about him. He's just, you know, he's all about humanity and just how he can help better the world. And I'm so happy he finally found love, you know, with Jess. They're so incredibly happy together. And I can't wait for, you know, to see their future together and what happens with them, their journey (laughs) in in Bachelor Speak, right? Yeah. I'm curious who else reached out to you guys after you sent that slew of emails and bravo for being so, uh, you know, such a go-getter on that, that end. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh um we've we heard back from a lot of other people like tammy um and olivia Caridi, and i don't know my mind is honestly so blank because we've been so <laughs> fortunate to have so many different people on um kendall long maddie help me out here <laughs> yes we've had ashley Iconetti, which was a yes. huge one for us to have ashley we're huge fans of ashley's and mm-hmm. um it's kind of funny because jill so Jill's an absolute, like I said, warrior with reaching out to all of the people, whether it's through Instagram DMs or sending countless emails. Um, It really was all Jill who was um, putting forth that effort, which was awesome. But the one thing that I love is when we, when Jill gets an email back from someone and it's a really big name that we really, really wanted to have on, she'll FaceTime me. And so all throughout the semester, whenever I'd get a FaceTime from Jill, I knew I needed to sit down because she would only FaceTime me if it was something oh I love that because you want to share your joy that's beautiful it was so great so every time I'd get a FaceTime I'm like oh my goodness Jill like I need to put (laughs) down my you know whatever I'm holding because I'm probably going to drop it and so all of those moments were awesome that we were able to share together and just be so excited because we are just huge fans of the show so we'd have Mm -hmm. that moment of like fangirling and then the moment of like 
oh my goodness, we need to prepare. We need to figure out interview questions and and get ready for this. (laughs) Oh yeah, completely relate. I know you got to put like your interview hat on, but yet you still are fangirling. I mean, definitely when I had Ben on, I was fangirling so hard. I can't believe I could even speak. He was just Mm -hmm. my, the biggest crush. Is there a particular interview that really stands out to you guys as, and you, it could be different for both of you, obviously, but really stands out to you that really you just connected with this person or maybe you learned something that you didn't, you know, know before it just resonated with you. We might have the same one. I don't, I don't know. Do we? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. You go first. Okay. I'm going to say, um, Connor's probably only because I think he was uh, Connor Saley. Um, mm-hmm. He was like a surprise to us because, you know, I think seeing him on the show, he didn't really talk a lot. So we were kind of nervous that he wasn't going to say much. Um, but he gave us a really good interview and shared some tea with us and some secrets with us that he never shared before on an interview. And Um, later that week, we found out that we were sourced in an Us Weekly article, and that was just, like, insane for us. I mean, it's such a small thing, but it was, it was really, really cool, and I don't know, it was just, like, very surreal for the both of us, for sure. Jill, that's a huge thing. Don't belittle that. That's, that's incredible. That is really, really big. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We were so, so surprised when that happened. We just couldn't believe it. Um, But like Jill said, he was, you know, very just like open and honest with us. And um, I think we were playing a game with him because we like to sometimes incorporate games into our interviews, um, Bachelor Nation themed games. And he was just very open about, um, you know, different things that have happened and relationships that he's been in and gave us kind of some insider scoop on Paradise coming up and whether he would be there or not so um, us weekly kind of picked up on that which was amazing so yeah that was definitely one of my favorite interviews but I I'm kind of going through our list right now and looking at all the people we've talked to and it's kind of hard to pick just one but I think I really loved our interview with Olivia Caridi and I was not expecting to and I, I think I say that because I didn't really connect with her much during her season um I I don't know I think because she was obviously painted as a villain that people you know kind of really um cast her to be this Mm -hmm. you know mean person and she was so wonderful and she just seemed to really know who she is and who you know who she is as a person and kind of how bachelor made her out to be um and i think also she's she's a journalist and so she's had experience in broadcast journalism which is what i do so we were able to connect over that um and yeah she was definitely one of my my favorite interviews for sure Oh my gosh, that is awesome. I love that. I, you know, my favorite thing to do is to give someone a redemption if they are painted, as you say, as a villain, you know, to, to have them on, to interview them and to get like that, their true self, you know, their true authentic self and know who they are at their core and to say who you saw on TV is not who that person is. Like that is such a, I feel like that drives me as a podcaster, you know, especially Mm -hmm. like in Bachelor Nation, right? Because there's always a villain. There's usually multiple villains each season. So that is like so much fun for me to be able to do that. Now, there are some people, though, like, I mean, I hate to say it, but Yosef, that I was so torn (laughs) to have on, you know, because I know that he would have come on. 
I didn't want to have him on. I felt like, you know what? You you never apologized. You never wanted to make amends. Like, that's not the person I want to give a platform to. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, I definitely would agree. I mean, there are people that Jill and I have contemplated reaching out to. And we, you know, some people we just say, well, you know, I don't think that they've really proven themselves to be a genuine person Mm -hmm. and that's not someone we want to you know promote and have on our our podcast and that's kind of like you said a decision you have to make as a podcaster but it was just so nice talking to to Olivia and even a couple other people who've kind of been painted in that bad light and to hear their side of the story and also hear how much they've learned from it because I think so many people do make mistakes on the show and it is such a different environment that it kind of breeds sometimes, you know, some of your bad qualities to come out. Yeah. And I think kind of learning from that and and seeing that growth is really awesome. And yeah, she was just wonderful. I think just being able to, you know, basically put light on production and editing and how just how heavy handed it is, you know, and to, to really get people to kind of understand that, like, hey, they had to do this to get more time with the lead or something like that. You know, you got to look at like, their motivation and like why they did what they did right so it's all really important so as podcasters we get to be able to do that and I think that's such a gift and I'm glad you guys enjoyed that part of it as well yeah definitely I'm wondering do you each have a kind of like a guest wish list like somebody who you just (laughs) would love to have on the pod maybe you feel like they're kind of unattainable but you know something to strive for to just have this guest would just like make your entire life we always talk about this (laughs) yeah we're always talking about this I think Caitlin Bristow has to be number one Ah, okay (laughs) for me yeah yeah, I would definitely have to agree. Caitlin is very high on the list. Um, I think it's, for us, a lot of the Bachelorette leads. And I, I would say Caitlin is a huge one on our list, but also JoJo Fletcher and Tasha. I would love to have the three, like, any of them, you know, all of them would be amazing. But <laughs> I just think they are genuinely amazing women who I've, absolutely loved their seasons um some of my most favorite seasons so um to have any of them would be just amazing I agree I would uh throw Rachel in that mix for sure Rachel has been someone I've looked up to for so long um she's incredible she continues to be just an incredible example I would love to personally have her. I have to say, I did meet Caitlin in person, and I actually offended her right off the bat, you guys. Oh, Oh, no. What happened? It was awful. So Blake Horseman and I have known each other for years. Like, I met him at the – I basically met him at the first Bachelor event that I ever went to. It was in Napa on the Napa wine train. And it was so much fun. I met him. We hit it off, you know, immediately. Um, and we just kind of kept in touch. Like every time there was an event and he was there, you know, it was like, hey, Blake, what's up? You know, we were just like friends and we would talk offline and all of that. And so he was DJing for her off the Vine live podcast event. Yes. Right. And so I got obviously VIP passes because I wanted to see him and meet Caitlin and whatever. And um, so I'm standing in line and I'm just like thinking in my head, like, what am I going to say? Because I'd love to have her on the podcast, you know. (laughs) I don't know why, but I just went directly to Blake and hugged him first. 
And she, the look on her face, she was so devastated that like I would go to Blake before her to give her a hug. Oh my goodness. I felt so badly. So I literally had to grovel after I gave Blake a hug. I was just like, oh my God, Caitlin is pissed. And he's like, go, 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 go. So I had to grovel and be like, Caitlin, no, I love you. I love you. I think you're amazing. And she's just like, sure, sure. Whatever, Blake, you know, you got to hug Blake first. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) you don't understand. Like, I know Blake, we're friends, you know? And I just, I feel like she like, even the photos, you can tell she was so, she was so pissed off. So oh my goodness. I meant to ask Blake when we had him on Bash After Dark. I meant to ask him, like, can you ask Caitlin if she, like, hates me after that? Like, not that she'd even remember who I was, probably. But I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, the only person that ever went to Blake before her, you know, when they're at a meet and greet. Oh, my God. If I could take that back, let me tell you. It was just horrible. But it was just comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, I knew him. So I wanted to hug him because it was comfortable. It had nothing to do with her. But... If I ever meet her again, oh Lord, I will, I will grovel. I will. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good story though. Oh my goodness. So like, funny. I, I would want to see the pictures and <laughs> oh. see what she looked like. Oh yeah. And yeah. you can tell on my face, like I'm just devastated, you know, like I'm trying to smile, but I'm just so sad. Like, I cannot believe it. <laughs> so funny. And I'm even in um, Jason's uh, restart group. And so, you know, I talked to oh, Jason. Right all the time and I'm like oh I should just say to Jason can you just tell Caitlin that I'm the chick from San Francisco who went to Blake first like I don't know I should say something but it's like so embarrassing maybe one day I'll get the get the nerve too but anyway oh my goodness that's so funny and (laughs) I love the fact I think I'm obviously love Caitlin as well but I'm so happy that she's with Jason and Mm -hmm. I'm from the Buffalo area so I've always been rooting for Jason since he was on the show and he was a fan favorite and then to see them you know be together now I just feel like it's perfect oh she and Jason are so made for each other did you guys listen to her podcast where they had the live proposal yes oh my gosh yes I actually listened to it on my drive home from school when I was moving out and so I was already like a little emotional and like listening to that was just it was oh my god the sweetest thing I've ever heard but Mm -hmm. um it was it was just it was adorable but actually thinking back I've actually met Caitlin as well oh still (laughs) for her Broadway debut I actually like went to her show and so like me and my friend were really like such big fans of the bachelorette and we waited out at the stage door and there was like no one else there but we waited for her and it she's she was just the sweetest person so yeah like I'm so happy for her as well and it was the cutest episode I've ever heard Jill I feel like I did not know that yeah I didn't know that she was on Broadway yeah it was it was a very short run so I don't know if it's a sore subject or not but the photo is on my personal Instagram (laughs) you guys live close enough to New York City I'm just I'm wondering like who's the most famous person that you've met in person oh my gosh I mean good question yeah I've been to California and I didn't meet anyone but I was at a gelato shop and Sean Penn and Charlize Theron were standing in front of me. Oh, wow. So That's I didn't a cool officially sighting. meet them. But mm-hmm. yeah, they were standing in front of me. And I was like pointing to my friend. I was like, wait, that's that's Sean Penn, right? They were like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. 
no one is immediately coming to mind, though I did spot when I was in Los Angeles um, studying there for school. I was on a hike to see the Hollywood sign with my roommates at the time, and I kind of spotted out of the corner of my eye the woman who is in Creed, and I'm a huge fan of the movie Creed, and she played Michael B. Jordan's girlfriend. I Uh, have never seen that movie. You recommend seeing it? Oh my gosh, it's my one of my absolute favorite movies. Tessa Thompson, her name wow. is. And Tessa's actually in a couple other really notable films. She's amazing in the movie. And I think I kind of scared her away because I think she heard me saying to my girlfriends, guys, that's the woman from Creed. And they hadn't, <laughs> they hadn't seen the movie either. And I was freaking out. And she ended up actually getting up. Uh, off of you know she was just kind of sitting on the rock journaling and she ended up you know like walking all the way back down the path but she looked amazing and she was in these like high heel boots and I thought who hikes in high heel boots Uh, (laughs) like this is this is quite a hike like I'm in my sneakers and my workout outfit and she had these bell-bottom jeans on and these bright white high heel boots and I thought oh my god she's beautiful that is so cute that's so fun fun little moment (laughs) I actually literally just texted my husband because I could not recall if it was definitely this person but when we were at Universal and I want to say it was in California it could have been Florida though I'm actually from Florida so it could have been in Florida but we saw Scarlett Johansson and oh my goodness that's amazing yeah and oh she my goodness. she was so casual like she was in a white hoodie like super you know understated still absolutely gorgeous of course she's scarlett johansson right. and i can't remember she was with whoever she was dating at the time but i don't know if you guys saw on my feed she's pregnant with colin joe's baby yeah. yes oh my god oh. i'm obsessed with colin joe's i'm so happy for them he's such a good guy i love that she like didn't go like the super celebrity route like he he's well known right but not like you know a movie star like i just feel like he will let her have the spotlight and will just support her and be her cheerleader wow sure. that's amazing i'm obsessed with him were you with me when we went and saw colin jost at cornell no, but I wish I was. <laughs> yeah, we actually got to see him. He came and did uh, a show at Cornell University, which is in Ithaca. And we got to see him, which is really, he was hilarious. And that's so exciting for them. So exciting. He's so funny. Oh, my God. I love him on SNL. I hope he never leaves. Like, he's such a great, he's perfect <laughs> there, there, right? Weekend update. Yes. <laughs> only, like, part of SNL I watch because I, like, love him and Michael Che. So. Oh, absolutely. They're like a dream team. The only other celebrity I can think of, which also was on Broadway, funny enough, was Debbie Gibson. Um, she was in Cabaret. And I remember same thing, like walking outside the stage door and waiting, you know, to meet her. And I was young. I was super young. I want to say like not even 20, I don't think. And I, when I saw her, I was so starstruck. And she's like, honey, calm down. I'm just Debbie Gibson. She's like, "Uh, you will meet so many more famous people than me in your life. But I love that you're this excited to meet me. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But she was so sweet and she killed it. Oh my God. She was so good in cabaret. So I miss Broadway so much. I'm going to be in um, New York in the fall and I cannot wait to go back. And of course, I can't wait to meet Dustin and Pilot Pete. Are you guys fans of, of them? Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> we 
Well, well, well. Uh, <laughs> I, so I was a huge fan of his on Hannah Brown season. I will say I was a huge fan. Um, when he was on Hannah Brown season, I thought, this is it. They're going to be together. And I just yeah. shipped them so hard. And then his season came around and I really liked it um, for a while. And I thought him and Maddie were it. But I think some of his actions sort of at the end of the show and everything that kind of transpired made me not like him as much. And, and I obviously would still love to meet him and get to know him. He's probably a great guy. But I think just from those actions, like we were a little bit turned off from his season toward the end. No, I think that's kind of a general consensus. I will say I've gotten to know his mom really well and um, his dad actually and him, I would say. And it's funny because she she really kind of makes it known that he wasn't indecisive. He was more so a people pleaser. So I think he felt so much pressure to choose someone at the end. And I think he would have chosen Maddie, you know, but then she left and whatever, all that stuff happened. But I think he felt so much pressure to choose someone and get engaged at the end, which is really unfortunate because obviously should never have proposed to Hannah Ann, right? In my opinion, he probably should never have even been The Bachelor because I felt like Hannah Brown completely and totally broke his heart. Mm -hmm. In fact, I just watched that season again a couple weeks ago and I just, I'm still like, oh my God, like he was totally crushed, you know? So for Mm -hmm. him to go and be The Bachelor as a dating coach would not have recommended that take some time you know heal and then of course the whole like jumping from one relationship to another yeah so I'm happy to know that he is very single right now and enjoying single life and uh, just having the time of his life in New York City so happy for him yeah definitely You know, I just, I always defend him. I always defend his family because I do know them personally and I do think they're good people. I mean, Barbara and I literally hung out when I was in LA. We had dinner. We, you know, she came to the the picnic that I had. You know, it's just, it's hard when people just don't know them and they make these assumptions just based, like we said, on TV, right? So I always defend them because I I know who they are truly. And that's really nice. That's that's nice to hear and see too, because it's like you said, it's so easy to to pass judgment on people that we see on TV and we have no idea what's actually happening behind closed doors. So it is yeah. seriously. Yeah. I just kind of was wondering what you guys were thinking of Katie's season so far. Are you enjoying it? Is it more than you expected it would be, or are you you know how are you feeling? I'm really liking Katie's season. I love Katie as a bachelorette. She's reminding me of sort of how. Tasha, Caitlin, and Hannah Brown kind of approach their season. They're very to the point, and when they have a decision, they make up their mind right away, and there's no, like, dilly-dallying around certain facts, and I love that Katie addresses situations head-on and confronts the men instead of figuring out, like, he said, he said. It's like, no, we're all going to talk about this together and find the culprit and sort of get him booted out. And, um, you know, she's, this has been said way too many times, but she's there for the right reasons. And I'm excited to see how her journey continues. Very well said. No, I, I 100% agree. I think that she is a breath of fresh air and a lot 
better than I was expecting. I think I kind of had low expectations going into the season because I wasn't sure how it would be. And I think obviously there were so many changes that kind of happened last minute, but it has exceeded my expectations. She is wonderful. I think it's awesome to watch someone who is so true to themselves and knows themselves, you know, so well and and can just kind of be so confident in who they are and and who they want in a partner. It's been really refreshing to see the confidence that she has within herself and it just radiates off of her and I think it makes the guys feel very comfortable to be open and vulnerable. So I'm really happy to see that there are you know, more important conversations being had this season um, about mental health and, and different traumas that have happened and about race and, and kind of continuing that from Tasha's season. So I'm a huge fan. I think she's got a great group of guys. I'm actually feeling like she is starting to fall for multiple men. So I cannot wait to see what happens um, in these next couple episodes because I think things are going to get a little bit messy with all of these tears that seem to be uh, on the way. Yeah, the trailer definitely looked very eventful, right? A lot is going to happen in the next few weeks. I echo all of that, what you guys said about her. And I'll add that I think she's one of the most sincere bachelorettes we've ever had. I definitely feel like she 100% is there to find love. She has no problem removing any obstacles in her way. And I love that she is unapologetic. She is absolutely unapologetic. She is herself, true, and authentic. And I think a breath of fresh air, which I've said so many times now, but it is. I mean, I think that that's really what we need in a lead going forward. I hope that more of our leads in general, men and women, are going to be this type of just very, you know, down-to-earth, sincere, totally committed, you know, to the process. But I will say that she is getting a lot of hate is what I've heard. And that breaks my heart because, you know, but with with being yourself and with putting yourself out there, that that can come along with that. Right. So um, Mm -hmm. I just hope that people realize that, you know, she is so sincere and she is just trying to find love. I think she's also like one of the most accessible bachelorettes we've ever had because she's always on social media she Mm -hmm. definitely interacts with people you know she's always posting stories I mean we've probably never seen another lead that is so involved in social media so I think that also lends to seeing a lot of the hate that's out there right Sure, definitely. And I mean, it's it's so sad to see that that, you know, people just want to be malicious and mean and sit behind a computer screen and, and just not think about the person's feelings. Because at the end of the day, we're all humans and we all have feelings. And it's not nice to, you know, come at someone online when you have no idea what their story is and who they are as a person. But yeah, like you said, she is extremely accessible, which I love to see because you know, she really does care about the fans of the show mm-hmm. and um, her supporters. And, and I think just wants to be an advocate for people, which is really wonderful to see. You know, that is really who she is as a person. So I, I'm, I'm wishing her the best and I'm rooting for her and can't wait to see how the season ends. For sure. And are you guys excited about Paradise? I'm so excited. I think that's what we're waiting for this summer. It starts the day before my birthday, so I'm just, I'm very excited for August and can't wait for it to start. 
Definitely. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. We love paradise. We love the drama. We love just the different dynamic and all of the people that come on it. So yeah, hearing a, there were a lot of tears, a lot of drama, of course, mm-hmm. a lot of people that you know, were kind of dragged. So I'm a little nervous about that because I'm, I'm very yes. close to a lot of Tasha's guys. And um, some of Matt's women too. So little nervous, um, but I do hope that, again, you know, people realize that this is really just production and editing at the end of the day. So whoever's painted as a villain, let's hope that that person isn't getting, you know, too much hate at the end of the day. But mental health is just, it's so real, you know, when you're talking about a reality TV show, especially one like The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise. And speaking of reality TV, before we go... I know that we talked a little bit offline about this, but well, one of you have actually finished Too Hot to Handle season two and the other just kind of started. So yeah, so I finished it. I was so excited when I saw a second season was up that of course I binged it and was able to uh, get through it very, very quickly. I absolutely loved it. I think it's great. I loved the first season they released. So yeah, really big fans of Too Hot to Handle and also Jill and I are huge fan of Love Island UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so Love Island is like basically how we really, really um, yeah. on top of The Bachelor bonded in London because that's what we were able to watch was Love oh. Island UK. Love that. And so we are just attached at the hip to that show and they actually their season right now is airing so we're kind of waiting for it to drop here in the states so we can start watching that too yes and then we can watch love island usa um (laughs) this week right so uh yeah, yeah that's that's so exciting just to go back to too hot to handle real quick i loved that they they tricked the contestants into believing they were on a different show so that <laughs> so that they'd still come, right? Because everybody watched Too Hot to Handle season one and knew that there was a sex ban. So no one's going to like happily, most likely, right, go and yeah. know that, right? So I love that they had like the whole guys and the like the um, the fake host yeah. and all so of that. Great. So <laughs> going to do the third season. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. They can always do that, though. They can always pretend that it's a different show yeah. because there's always going to be those those reality dating shows or whatever, right? Relationship shows. Yeah. But Jill, who are your favorites so far? Because you just started watching, so I'm curious. I have. Oh gosh, I hate to say it, but none of the guys are that attractive. Oh really? I don't know. They're just not my types, but. I think if I had to pick my favorite, it would be Marvin yeah. for the guys. And yeah. then for the girls, I want to say, like, Melinda was an early favorite, but then I just watched the third episode, and I'm like, girl, just, like, make up your mind and stop being, like, Wish you know, try, stop trying to make him chase. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. I have to keep watching, I guess. Oh, yes, <laughs> definitely. I really liked Emily. Maddie, yeah. who was your favorite girl? I would have to say Emily and Cam were my favorite for yeah. sure. I really liked Nathan actually. I thought he was kind of and I mean I'm a Kentucky girl, so I probably like was attracted to the whole like cowboy aspect. Um <laughs> but, but I liked him. I liked Cam. I didn't really like connect with Cam, I felt, but Marvin, I loved his accent. He just melted me every time he spoke. Yes. Seriously. So yeah, Jill, we're excited for you to keep watching because it yes. has so many twists and turns and it gets so good. It does. It's it's oh awesome. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, it's such a fun season. Well, you guys, I have had so much fun with you ladies. I'm so happy we're able to connect and do this. Please, please, please tell everyone where they can find you, how they can follow you, and listen to your wonderful podcast. Yes. So you can follow us on Instagram at the Bachelor Degree Podcast. Um, that's where we have all our updates, where we post all about our new guests, um, where we have clips from episodes because we record with video as well as audio so and we also just created an email so if you want to send us a personal message you can dm us but email us as well and that's the bachelor degree podcast at gmail.com Yes, definitely. And then, of course, um, to listen to our podcast, you can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, and Podbean, and that is at the Bachelor Degree Podcast. So, yeah, definitely give us a follow and go take a listen. Yes. Perfect. Every Friday. (laughs) Oh, great. Yeah, and please go listen to our episode that we just did. That was so much fun. Thank you guys so much for having me on. That was so sweet. And I love just being able of to do course. a pause swap is just so much fun too. So yes, thank you. Thank for you us. so much. Yeah. We're, we're so happy that we were able to be a part of your podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. And again, it's the first one we've for, been on. Yeah. Thank you again for, for being on our podcast as well. Of course, of course. And uh, I just wish you all the very best of luck. You guys are absolutely killing it. I cannot believe thank how you. well you guys are doing. You should be very, very proud of yourselves. <laughs> And uh, Thank you. just so happy to call you friends. So you guys keep in touch. And uh, when I'm well. in New York, I'm definitely looking you guys up. Yes, yeah, definitely. We'll Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Getting Cozy with Erin. Please do give me a follow on Instagram at Getting Cozy with Erin. And you can find this podcast on Taste of Reality Network and also Apple Podcasts. Stay safe, but always stay cozy. Till next time. Bye. Bye.